0: Hello, everyone, welcome to a special edition of the Sky and Pancake podcast. I'm Jason Ackerman, and
1: I'm uh, Brandon <laughs> Pori.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: and I'm uh, uh we, we didn't rehearse, Who no,
2: goes? there's
0: no rehearsing. Yeah, okay. Uh, we're this is probably our last special quarantine edition because why not? We're gonna talk about the last dance, but we'll be back to food later. So, there went half our audience. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but no there's got to be some overlap between basketball there's a lot of fans come on a lot of
0: well (laughs) the hornets did play a vital role for three seconds in this uh documentary which i was very interested and excited about because that's probably like the highlight of the hornets top five moment
2: we could start there
0: so well i think so I think we should talk about what did we think of the, the bulls. Like when so we're all the same age. That's why we had to wait till each of you turned thirty-three, because you your birthdays were this month. But we're all the same age. So when this was happening, we were like five to twelve, basically, if that's the right math. Uh,
2: we were eleven when he retired second time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So
1: And we were five in like '93, which is when it was like the, you know, kind of. You guys are terrible at math,
3: but (laughs) we're six.
1: Uh, well, yeah, we just turned. Well, yeah, I mean, I started (laughs) kindergarten in '93. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's quarantine. Quarantine, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we. So were this,
0: but, from- but this was like Pete, when you like just come into sports and like start learning stuff. Like, yeah. The Bulls were, like, it, they're like the Beatles. Yeah. If, for our generation. So what what are your memories of the Bulls as it was happening when you were? between the ages of five and
2: 13. Uh, well, I'll go first. So I'm from New York, I'm a Knicks fan. And so I grew up the Knicks being actually pretty good and going up against the Bulls a lot. But even then I still was obsessed with uh, Jordan. And I loved Jordan, even though he killed the Knicks. Cause he was just like that mystique of like, the best player in the world. Unlike, you know, Reggie Miller, who I hated. Um, (laughs) So it was definitely different comparing, uh, and I think it's because of my age. I think if I was older, I probably would have hated Jordan more. When you're a kid, when you're that young and you just kind of, you watch Jordan, he's just like, he's like from another planet, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't remember, I don't remember what my first memory of uh, Jordan was. I don't. I don't really. I don't remember the first three championships. I'll be honest. Um, I do kind of remember the baseball thing,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: actually, I remember his dad dying because that was a big thing when it happened. It was like on covered on SportsCenter. Center. Um, so that might be my first memory. Like maybe him winning his third championship, and then soon after his dad dying, and then him retiring and <clears throat> going to play baseball. But yeah, throughout the whole time, I, I loved him, and I also kind of like secretly liked the Bulls, even though the Knicks were my first team. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it is
1: interesting. We're all from different. We were
3: all from different
1: places, but like experienced that same thing as kids. I was I grew up in Boston or outside Boston, and I actually wasn't the biggest basketball fan as a kid. I liked baseball. That was my sport. But I loved Michael Jordan and the Bulls. Um, And probably from around the time I was like four, um, just through childhood. The picture of first day of kindergarten, I'm decked out in like Jordan stuff. Like (laughs) I, I begged, I fought with my dad. I begged my dad for those sneakers. And like, he just, didn't believe in, you know, and they were, they're 100 like, bucks. I like, yeah, like in 1993. Like, that's like, I don't know, $800 today. I, I mean,
0: it's. <laughs> <laughs> Your connection's going like, in and out on us. Know,
1: obsessed and like it. Yeah. You know,
0: He's been watching. Brand's been watching too many
1: videos. (laughs) (laughs) Is it still kind of skipping?
0: Yeah, you're fine now. Keep going. You go in and out. We'll just keep talking.
1: We'll edit this out.
0: Yeah, anything's possible.
1: (laughs) Uh, So you know, I just, I just like really loved him, and then um, I remember my dad uh, just to. Bust my balls would root for Charles Barkley and the and the Phoenix Suns. Um, like back in ninety three, ninety four. And like um, you know, I just remember like, you know, that part of it, and we would watch the games. And I oddly never really watched a Celtics game as a kid. I just would watch the Bulls and root for Michael Jordan and, and it it was interesting because it like we were then in ninety six, we were nine, ten years old space jam came out like yeah space I, I, jam was
0: huge like that was yeah. they kind of glossed it over in the documentary but space jam was i mean <laughs> was, definitely definitely my first cd 100
1: it was one of the first <laughs> I was gonna fly like an eagle
0: the, space jam yeah.
1: uh r kelly has,
0: yeah or, i believe i can fly I I can, song, the most beautiful song poetic
1: song. that's the
0: first I, I i like learned how to play piano just
1: so i could learn i believe i can fly Um, that should be your ukulele theme if you can edit one it's too hard (laughs) it's pretty hard um but yeah i mean i I remember space jam was like a phenomenon and like i i love that movie and you know Vishnu talked about the baseball thing i kind of remember that and the interesting thing was um when you watch the documentary like he was pretty good and I just yeah. remember how so terrible and he was he was just, you know, a joke. I, I the documentary I like I actually learned something from it that no, he's actually kinda good at baseball. Like he would have maybe made it to the major leagues. Yeah,
0: so so Brandon actually played so, yeah. in high school. So and Michael Jordan was basically our age when he came back. So like it would be like Brandon right now going to double A. Like, yeah. If you were if you were put into double it right now, like, could you make contact with the ball? Would you get hit in the face? I know I would.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was barely. I was. They didn't allow me to hit in high school because I was not very good. I was. I, I was. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I was a pitcher, and I was pretty good as a little kid. But yeah, right now, there's the, you know. I, i can barely do many things i i would uh i would struggle in like a company like softball tournament in fact we had a a pickup game last summer like we played uh one game and i pulled a hamstring uh running around third base like
0: hey you made it to third third base
1: that's pretty good I hobbled home and then <laughs> cried. But it, you know, the, the the guy obviously, what you took away from the documentary is like, if you didn't, Jordan was like a freak of nature before, like made me appreciate. I don't. I mean we're all kind of competitive people, but I just don't relate to that level of competitiveness um, that he just brought to like, yeah, it's like, I will
0: kill you no no matter what. what, And like, I don't care about friends or relationships. It's like, I want to win at all costs. And
3: that's, it's a psychopath. I, I, I
1: didn't, I mean, I think, yeah, there's like, I, I just took it to, like, when he was gambling with the quarters or, like, I love the story of, about how he'd play in the back of the room, with in the back of the plane with Ron Harper and Pippen for thousands of dollars, but then get bored with that and come up to the front to ask the guys who were playing blackjack uh, for a dollar a hand, like, oh, can I play with you? And they're like, why do you want to play with us? And he's like, I want your money in my pocket, is what he would say, like, so... <laughs> it just, the guy was nuts. But um, it was just I don't know. I thought just overall like amazing to like spend ten hours watching that and like I actually thought I knew a lot of the story and I didn't. I learned a lot from it. So
0: yeah. So what was the what was the thing that you guys will go with Fish knew that you didn't know? What was like the biggest shock of the documentary?
2: Uh. Biggest shock. I don't know if it was a shock, but it was something I just didn't, I'd never heard about at all was his relationship with uh, the security guards. I thought that was great. That was a great part of the whole documentary and his relationship with Gus and him being like a second father and that footage of just like playing quarters and like (laughs) basically like that guy with that ridiculous perm
3: i know (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) i saw a Uh, thing someone someone did a little write-up on he died like a few years ago the guy with the perm i forgot his name
2: yeah but even like the level of comfort that he had hanging around michael jordan at a time when the guy was one of the top three most famous people in the world but he's just like joking around with like that level of of like friendship they had was great that was a pretty cool thing to see which i'd never heard about any of that stuff before
0: yeah i think for me the biggest thing was early because i obviously we all know the championship years but the years before that i didn't really realize he was kind of seen as someone who couldn't win a championship because that seems crazy now And like the very first year or the second year when he got injured and he was on that time restriction and that game where they took him out and he was so Mm. competitive that he wanted to go back in and win the game. And when they won, like they took him out for the last 10 seconds and John Patson made that shot. And when they won, he was so excited. And that was so different than like a current player because the current player would have like just been pissed he didn't go back in and didn't really care about the team. Like, he just cared about winning so much. Like, he didn't care if it was him. And I think that's the... Like, it kind of gets lost in his story now, because we all think of him as kind of a ball hog, but he really wasn't. Like, he would make the right passes, and he just wanted to win at all costs.
2: Yeah, and, I think and like even if you look at his numbers, like, yeah. he, had always, he always had good assist numbers, basically, throughout his whole career but obviously he was best at scoring himself, so that's what he did. But it was never like, you know, he wasn't a crazy ball hog. Although obviously, as, as the career goes on, he becomes more of a passer. Um,
0: but, like, people think of Kobe as, like, like him, and Kobe, would like, would go through games where he wouldn't pass to his teammates on purpose, and that's, mm. I think, a big difference. Yeah, Yeah. And I also, like, in the 90s, and we kind of lived with this, like we had him and Tiger Woods kind of right back to back, but like people who just didn't lose, like it's, we don't have anyone like that now where like people just didn't lose. Like there was no way Michael Jordan was losing and everyone knew it and they could be down two to the Knicks or whatever. And he was like, no one thought they were going to lose a series. That's, that's my biggest memory from the 90s is be like, he's not fucking losing like no matter what. Do you yes. have any memory yeah. of him
2: actually losing to the Magic? Because yes. I don't, I mean...
0: <laughs> I remember, so... No. So, Space Jam came out the year after that, right? Like, he had filmed it the, the year... Yeah. Right after they lost to the Magic, I think. I remember him losing to the Magic, but I remember thinking, like, there's no way he should win because he literally just came back from baseball and hadn't played. So that was kind of like, everyone gave him a pass for that. No one, I, I don't, I was too young to remember like if that was shocking or not to lose, but I don't remember it that way. And then like the next year when they came out and won 72 games, like I remember going to Hornets games. And I actually specifically remember, like we would listen to the radio on the way to the game and it was like the last game of the season. And they were going for like 72 wins or whatever. And they were just like having a conversation about It was like they were going to win so many games. And, like, there was no doubt they were going to win the championship that year.
1: Yeah, I don't – it's weird. You guys remember them losing. I don't either. I – like, I remember – I remember remember (laughs) being interested in, like, the other players. But I don't remember, like, the specific games. Like – I like would watch baseball, I guess, and remember like those. But I, around Michael Jordan, I was like just like so like fixated and like just really love the Bulls. So yeah, you don't I mean, really so yeah
0: so long. You don't ago. really remember like some of the series were pretty close. Like I remember the Utah Jazz series being close, but it, also just thinking they all kind yeah. of blur together. Yeah. Because you knew he was gonna win.
2: Right, you was... never thought he would, yeah, exactly. Which is crazy, because in the last six championship, they really did almost lose there. Like, he brought them back from
0: the break. Like well, the Knits and, the, and Indiana were really the two that were the closest. And I don't remember that Indiana series at all, but that was kinda, they did kinda limp towards the end. But you never, at the time, you never really thought of it that way. But when the looking back, it's like, yeah, they definitely could have lost. But I don't think Michael Jordan was going to let them lose no matter what happened. Like he would have yeah. found the
2: way. And the thing with the Indiana team in 98, and Reggie Miller mentioned it, he's like, you know, we were the better. I still think we're the better team. I mean, they were on paper a better team. Like that team was stacked. With Mark Jackson, Chris Mullen, Reggie Miller, Jalen Rose, Rick Smiths, like, Dale yeah. Davis. The team was, like, one through eight mm-hmm. better than the Bulls. But the Bulls had Pippen, Jordan, which was their one and two. Yeah, and, it, it, and the, also the Bulls,
0: like, it wasn't like they had great teams. Like, it was a big drop-off after Scottie Pippen. Even, like, Rodman, those last two years, he was... He'd done a little bit too much cocaine in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Dennis Rodman, Brandon, lose, tell us, Brandon, <laughs> is Brandon gone?
1: Man, you're 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 breaking out on my. Should I put you on uh, like off Wi-Fi?
0: Yeah. Why don't you plug your computer in? <laughs> We're gonna take a pause there we go that's much better i
1: don't know i i keep it keeps freezing on me well, sorry right. um i
0: think it's you because fish and i are fine yeah
1: well i don't know <laughs> Could it's be my Beach. wi-fi um it sounded like you were talking about roger <laughs> yeah
0: we were about to uh, get to our get to your claim to fame
1: my one um, Dennis Rodman. My, I don't know if it's my claim to fame, but um, yeah, I've just had the, I've, I've been lucky to meet him a couple times. Dennis Rodman. Uh, first time was like a few years ago. He lives in Newport Beach. Was it in North Korea? He was, he was talking about North Korea the both times I met him. Um, the first time he had this was in a bar and he had a little flip phone, and he was. <laughs> everybody I either I said something or my friend said what's up with that and he said oh this call this is a this gets a good connection to Australia this phone and I was like it's totally bananas and then he's like he was he was drinking he was you know with these people I don't know what he was doing but apparently I don't know if it's totally true but he's been like kicked out of a lot of bars in the area and he's not allowed but he was so nice, like both times. The second time I met him, I was at an open mic and he walked in while I was on stage. And like, I acknowledged that he was there. And I said, you know, oh, well, i give it up for Dennis. And he just walked on stage and took the microphone and he was smoking a cigar. And um, <laughs> I stood next to him and he gave a whole speech about what he did in North Korea. And he, he, want, he wanted to communicate that, he felt that he had done something and that he said white people had taken credit for it. White men, because it was around the time that like Trump was saying he had made friends with Kim Jong-un <laughs> and uh, it was just fascinating. I <laughs> This is weird, but I remember I touched his back and it was the most like muscular, like crazy, the guy's in, still in incredible shape, like, um, just just wild so that was really an experience um, to meet him and like I don't know people give him like he's misunderstood and the media paints him in a certain way Um, but he was like so nice like that time the other time he's actually made appearances at other comedy shows and like I wasn't there but he showed up at this show and did the same thing he kind of stole the microphone made a speech but then he gave everybody like hundred dollar bills after like just (laughs) did you get a hundred dollar bill i wasn't there i i heard about it like he just (laughs) made it rain um (laughs) so i i i don't know like it, it was really cool to meet him and then seeing him in this documentary like it's easy to kind of forget like the guy was like just so dominant on some of the greatest teams in history like so definitely lucky that I got to like meet him.
0: I totally forgot that he dated both Madonna and Carmen Electra, and was ma- he was married to both, I think. And I feel like Carmen Electra to our age group, that was like, I remember my friend had a Carmen Electra poster in his room when we were like sixteen. Yeah. And, and that was like the he was like the coolest person I knew. Like my parents would there's no <laughs> way they would have let me put a Carmen Electra poster up in my room.
3: <laughs> yeah she, that, she for works us, and
0: yeah. is beautiful yeah she still looks fantastic and, and, and yeah uh, and she's 48 and like looks
1: great <laughs> this is off topic but when you get a chance i don't know if you've seen yasmin belief these uh, days but she has not done so well <laughs> so maybe after you can google it it's
2: another night 90s legend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Carmitch because she was MTV, so it was like her, Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. For our generation, was like yeah,
0: like who would be? It would have to be like Ky- Kyrie Kylie, <laughs> Kylie, <laughs> Kylie Jenner, Kylie. Not old, Kylie
3: Jenner. Kylie Jenner.
0: Kylie. How old are? Have to be one of the Jenner ch- children. That would be like the equivalent. I guess yeah. they're kind of yeah. Employees.
3: No, I but they, so. but she was tough like.
0: She was more famous than that though, Carmen Electra. Just she was.
1: She was on Baywatch, right?
2: I think so. Yeah. Was she?
1: Um. She was. Yeah. Like, just so popular. And I love that story about when they were in Vegas and Michael Jordan came to their hotel room, and she <laughs> she was like hiding, <laughs> like, just just those little stories were. I mean. really yeah. Really, cool. I love
3: how
0: she said that. She, she didn't realize like it was the middle of the basketball season when he
2: went yeah.
3: to Vegas. So
2: I, I think so, I saw somewhere like the actual, what happened was that Jordan came to his room, but it was in Chicago
3: he
2: uh. came back from, he didn't go to Vegas, which would have been crazy. Uh. Um, but that's what it sounded like on documentary, but he, they were like in his apartment in Chicago and then Jordan came and Carmen like hid behind the couch. <laughs>
1: so it's still a great story (laughs) so funny yeah there's i i love i don't know if you saw that video of um uh the the billy corrigan from the smashing pumpkins telling the stories about when he would hang out with rodman in the 90s and i guess he would go to the games and um during the jazz uh series he he and dennis took a private plane to vegas in between (laughs) one of the games and and, like, Dennis would just stay up all night and then fly back on the plane, go to practice. And then he said that when they got back that that second time, Dennis was like, oh, yeah, let's go back to Vegas again before the game. Like, it just, just insane. <laughs> and he would play great. Like, on no sleep, he would, you know, be be out and then practice and then be focused for a game. It's just like... Obviously, not a normal ability to have that. I mean, I, I, I would just yeah. He's, he, he's a different type of human.
0: Yeah, he, yeah. Was,
2: he was a total different kind of athlete, even different than Jordan because I don't think Jordan could do that. Even that. Uh, it seemed like Jordan I've definitely, could definitely heard stories out. of him like drinking like forty beers and then like going to play a game the next day, like insane. I can't stuff. believe how
1: many cigars he smoked. That was something that I took note. I didn't know he was like. It was, In every scene, he's having, like, a cigar. Yeah, it's weird that, like,
0: because today's athletes definitely don't smoke cigars. I could be wrong, but LeBron's not smoking a cigar. It's like, they were smoking and then, like, drinking beers yeah. right after the game. Like, I
1: know.
3: <laughs> that well, definitely
0: is not
1: happening now. When they won, they would, I remember, like, when they won 60 games or something, they, they had beers, but. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, obviously.
2: now LeBron, like, doesn't drink wine for the playoffs and stuff like that. So, obviously, they weren't doing anything <laughs> like that. Yeah.
0: Well, when LSU won this year, and, like, there's famous pictures of all them, like, smoking cigars after. I thought that was kind of, like, weird because you don't think of athletes as smoking like that. But apparently, cigars are big.
1: When you think of, like, Babe Ruth and cigars and i feel like it's a baseball thing when that's what i think when they win the world series to have them um but yeah i guess it you know it makes sense like it you don't inhale it so it's not bad for your lungs you know even though it looks like a tobacco product being inhaled um you know i, I if you're gonna have any kind of uh you know anything like don't have cigarettes but i i, I it makes sense dr to oh, worry yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys. and then no. the in case next. well actually
2: in the case of uh, jordan he's like really into cigars like there's a video you could just find on youtube he's like getting interviewed by cigar aficionado magazine yeah. and he's just like you can tell he knows a lot about cigars and like different types and how they smoke differently and have different tastes and stuff it's like, it's like an actual hobby
1: yeah the ones he was having in the in the footage were all like cohiba which are like the nicest cuban cigars so does not surprise me
2: <laughs> his
0: wife is cuban now right
2: yeah and he mentions that too that she's cuban and he's he's never been to cuba but he wants to go with her and like it's like a thing but he hasn't gone yet apparently We'll get get there one day.
0: <laughs> the other thing I thought was really interesting is how, like, I knew he was into golf, but he was, like, super into golf. Like, he, like, after they won the championship, he's like, it's still light outside. We can get some holes in.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was super fun to watch.
0: Yeah. You know, I really.
1: Uh, I love that story with... with Danny Ainge when he. Yeah. <laughs> Before, I don't know, was that in 89 or
0: I think it was 86.
1: 86. Because that,
0: like, that was like the best Celtics team, and he scored. Right. That was like his coming out party. when he. And I don't – see, I didn't know that part of the Jordan stories. Me that was – we weren't even born then. But how he scored 63 or however many he scored in a playoff game against the Celtics. That would be like – that would be like if, if Zion scored 63 points against the Lakers this year in a playoff game. Roughly. And that was
1: after he had broken his foot. Yeah 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 that was that was fun just that and again like the way he would gamble on the golf course and just the energy the guy had like and all that stuff and Vishnu was talking about how he was like so kind of cool with with the security guards like just the fact that he had to be on all the time you know and like just the way he treated those people are like people wanted a photo he was like really funny and like just cool and i i don't know like yeah again i it's, agree it's super crazy
0: yeah i love the the french guy like the very first episode who asked for an autograph he was, like the tailor or somebody yeah <laughs> putting on his microphone and he's just like he's like can i have your autograph and my friend's like no <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> like if it's a, if it's the wrong situation he like sort of shuts down and stuff but but he was yeah, I mean, always
0: with kids, though. It seemed like with kids, he would normally do, like, sign autographs and stuff.
2: Yeah. I found, in general, he was... I mean, he's, I guess he's always been charismatic, but I thought he was way more charismatic than I ever really un- understood watching yeah, and, 10 well, episodes. Well, it's something
0: different, too. Like, now, social media, we have access to all these players, like, basically every day. But back then... We had none of that and they were there was a mystery around the famous athletes like that because you basically only saw them at the games and you'd see like random pictures in magazines but nothing you didn't know what they were thinking all the time
1: for sure and and he still got super famous um without any social media like he's he's more famous than anybody is today i mean lebron's arguably one of the greatest ever and huge, but, like, I don't know. Maybe if I were a kid now, I'd, I'd, you know, be fixated on LeBron, but, like, I don't know that it got to the level of Michael Jordan. um, No,
0: definitely, definitely not. Yeah, Michael Jordan's on another Michael Jordan,
1: and I, I mean, I'll just, and I'm not, maybe I'm biased, but, like, a Tom Brady, like, the six, you know, winning six, championships like being so dominant for so many years um like that's that's the only comparison i can sort of think of but even then it's not you step outside of new england and everybody hates tom brady and everybody (laughs) hates the patriots so you really can't compare but you would
0: recognize like you would recognize tom brady in the u.s but i just think if you go overseas like since football isn't like everyone knows michael jordan everywhere in the world yeah. yeah,
2: I think now you can only compare Michael to soccer players, I guess. Yeah, like an Neymar yeah. or a like Messi. Ronaldo. But then even Ronaldo is not as famous in the U.S., you know. So it goes the other way. Yeah. But uh, I think you can only compare Michael to people that are not even in sports to really like get a good comparison, like like Madonna or like Michael Jackson mm, or like you know that level beyonce yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like the modern the day cultural Michael.
0: phenomenon yeah, and he was yeah. just the other cool thing about the documentary was how how he wanted to sign with adidas and you think of him as the nike guy like he put nike on the map like nike was nothing then and just how how he went with nike and that's that was fascinating to me as a business student like we all are how we all went to stern <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do you guys remember that Kobe signed with Adidas when he first started Yeah That's... I do Kinda, remember that yeah yeah And then he switched I mean I guess it didn't work out <laughs> he didn't he couldn't really make Adidas pop so he just went he went to Nike And now yeah. everyone goes to Nike I mean I don't, it's I can't even think of any at, at like basketball players who are Adidas like Derek Rose, I think it was Adidas. I think some point. yeah, I vaguely yeah. remember he had Adidas shoes. Yeah. And it's kind of,
0: I was talking with Brandon about this, but how Steph Curry's with Under Armour, and just That's doesn't right.
2: get,
0: he doesn't get the, like if he was with Nike, they would, they would be doing commercials and all these like crazy things to really promote him,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and they just they're just not as good as Nike is just genius at their commercials. And just making you seem cool. Like the Spike Lee commercials. The fact that Spike Lee did, did commercials. In the 90s. With Michael Jordan. is just pretty cool. So well,
2: smart. That was I mean that was like genius marketing. For the 80s yeah. especially. They're so ahead of their time. In that sense. Because like Spike Lee was famous. Because he did do the right thing. But mm-hmm. it was not something that. Most people even thought about doing. Like oh. Like, take this black director who and like try to market it to like mainstream suburban America, and it, and it worked. It was genius,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone wanted, I, I remember specifically, I had the Jordans like when I played basketball, I had uh Jor- the ones with the hologram. I don't know what number they were, but like, mm. I remember specifically getting those Jordans, and I was like, these are the coolest things of all time and like another kid on another team had him and I was like he must be good
1: (laughs) And, and not only that like it was and then it got into Air Jordan like there were there was baseball stuff I remember people having these cleats the Jordan cleats that like were air cleats like it it was crazy um you know I mean and Ken Griffey was another player I mean that was like so cool, like able to yeah. market stuff. Again, though, I think Nike had just like a big thing to do with that. I mean, they're just clearly like way ahead of everybody in how to like make you look, like you said, make you look cool, make cool things, and just like they just pair with the right people. And then not only that, I mean, just push it right. Like, yeah, they, they got the greatest player ever. But then they made really cool shoes and they got, like you said, Spike Lee to direct a commercial. Like it all kind of came together.
0: And yeah, the other and thing a- is like you couldn't go, like you couldn't go online and buy the stuff. You had to actually go to the store. Yeah. And there were like releases and like they ran out. And like you couldn't, like in Charlotte, you couldn't just get like Michael Jordan stuff. It's not like now where there's like, jer- like they had jerseys, but they didn't have, like stuff was so much harder to get back then and it was cool like if you had it now like anyone can get a lebron shoe or whatever pretty much and mm-hmm. be cool it was just a whole different thing back then i because i remember like i remember going to new york and like getting a john starks jersey and like that was cool because you couldn't get that like
2: here. you couldn't get it online right yeah yeah and like, uh, I speaking had of john, john starks jersey. i had a john starks poster Yes. of the dunk which i think uh like sue bird talked about it in one of the short things for the documentary yes. it's called co- it was called in new york it was called the dunk and like he's dunking over like horace grant and like not really co- jordan but jordan's in the picture so it's like <laughs> an iconic poster because like yeah. technically he's dunking over jordan although who cares they lost the series <laughs> like yeah hmm. But like that's how important it was because he was so like bigger than life. It's like wow, he dunked. He sort of dunked over Jordan. It's amazing. Yep, <laughs> that's all we had. We had to like scraps.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and did
0: you have you guys? Do you guys ever go to a basketball game? Where Michael Jordan played in the '90s before the Wizards. The Wizards don't count. We just uh, I, I also love the documentary. They didn't even talk about the Wizards. It's like,
1: I
2: know that was definitely <laughs> Jordan's decision. <laughs> yeah, he's like, it ends with the shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've
1: never, I never get to see him play.
0: Yeah, I me mean, you neither.
1: Know. So
0: we, so I, I have one recollection. We went to a playoff game. They were playing the Hornets. Actually, I remember the Space Jam. We went the night Space Jam came out. I have to look up or they announced it because I remember they had like this huge poster of like the Space Jam poster. And they were they were like talking about that during the game. But but when you went to a game with him, it was like. I mean, everyone was going to see Michael Jordan, like there's no other reason. And he always put on a show. Like, he never took a night off. I thought that was kind of interesting in the documentary. They kind of talked about that. Like, he knew that people were only going to get to see him one time. Like, Mm -hmm. he would come to Charlotte once or twice a year, like, these places. And he always wanted to put on a show and, like, didn't want to lose no matter what. We just – people, like, because they've kind of figured out now in the NBA, like, the regular season doesn't matter. You want to rest. And and it was so much – it was just so different back then.
1: I mean it's interesting because like I think he was just so competitive and constantly looking for things to like motivate himself which is like his gift but then it was so smart because when you treat every game and every play like that it only made people love him even more like he never would disappoint people so it just elevated his brand even more but like what had he kind of gone at it from like a business minded perspective and gotten more caught up in like you know the sneakers and all the endorsements like he he took advantage of that stuff but he just kept like focus on playing which is like so smart and like just helped him I think make this business I mean the guy's been retired for what almost 20 years and I think Jordans are still bigger than ever like it's it's insane
3: yeah yeah
2: yeah, I mean it's it's a whole separate brand now, Jordan yeah. Brand, just crazy. Um, but yeah, that's actually a good point. Like he probably doesn't get enough credit for how he was able to juggle being the best player, mm-hmm. being always competitive, always on, and then also doing all these commercials and doing all these other things and like juggling it all, which is probably, I imagine, pretty difficult
1: but like and not letting that get in your like you have to be so mentally tough to like like compartmentalize all that other stuff the guy like is on a big hollywood set for space jam and he's i didn't i love that story about him having those pickup games flying out reggie miller flying out all these players to play him on the lot they built him a basketball court he used that summer to get back in shape while making this big movie like he could have just with his talent he could have just made the movie done some workouts and he would have been pretty good at basketball but he wanted to be the best still and like that only like made him more famous like it just it just goes when you look at it that way it was really interesting
2: yeah and the other thing was like it wasn't about he didn't want to be famous like he wasn't like there wasn't like an ulterior motive like i think in today's culture and in today's sports there's a lot of posturing there's a lot of people yeah. who like do stuff like they'll post something on instagram and be like them working out because they want people to see that they're working out and they're like yeah look i'm so like dedicated it was never about that for him it was just like no i'm just like i just want to be the best and like i don't actually care who sees it or, you know, this could be a secret. Like, I don't care. Yep.
1: Yeah, it's interesting to think would, I don't, I, regardless of whether he came up in today's world or back then, uh, it'd be interesting to, like, how would it be different today with social media? I think he was so special that it just would have added to his brand, but it is interesting. Um, that today, like, players have that tool. Some of them, it's it's useful, but a lot of times, yeah, it just it either hurts them or yeah, they're they're using it. Like you said, like there's an ulterior motive to like, like, kind of show their workouts. And it's like, I mean, just cut the bullshit. Like you know, it's just yeah. going back to him. The guy just wanted to win. I I, I I don't know. It's just so fun to watch that
2: i think, yeah, I think you, he yeah, go ahead.
1: Go
0: ahead. well i was just thinking his generation like he basically taught the current generation how to deal with the media because if you look like he basically retired that first time because he was just fed up with the media and all the pressure and he had won everything and wanted a new challenge and i think the like the lebrons have learned from that and they kind of grew up watching jordan And when he, in 2003, like, the only thing you can say LeBron's really done wrong was the decision. Like, as far as he's handled the media, it's been pretty amazing. Mm. Yeah. So I think if it was reversed and, like, Jordan had come up now, I mean, he would be even better with the media. And, he, like, he was very smart. He knew what to do. And he kind of, like, had, he would just do, like... A, a moderate shot interview every week. He, <laughs> he'd, he'd have he'd had a, a podcast with a moderate shot.
2: Yeah, that's tomorrow. probably really true. He would just have a podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. with a mod. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: how like how LeBron has his uh, barbershop, whatever it's called, that I've never watched.
2: But but actually, if, I think if you wanted to speculate how Jordan would be in today's world with social media, I think he would be more like Kobe, which is like Kobe was his you know protege, and Kobe didn't really use social media that much until after he retired i think
3: mm.
2: before he retired before 26 uh 2016 he wasn't like a social media guy like lebron was he just kind of stayed off of that and just
0: well and right. is michael jordan even on social media now you know what he's
1: not I, he's, he doesn't have an instagram so i think he his his companies do but he
0: doesn't, he doesn't yeah i post. think he would have just he doesn't need one he would I, I know
2: yeah, that's why I think he would have been more Kobe than LeBron. I mean, he
0: would have, and if he was playing now, I mean, he would have played. I mean, he he played till he was forty anyway, but he would have played till he was forty-five in yeah. today's with the modern technology, and it was it's so it's less physical now than it was then.
2: Yeah, he would have. I mean, he so would have been even point. easier. But you know one thing that you know obviously they didn't talk about the Wizards but uh, i went back and looked at the numbers and like he was pretty good on the, the west <laughs> yeah like, his, his numbers, numbers were good were, like, he just 25 and 5 which is like he... really good i mean he didn't shoot that well but otherwise pretty good and like he was old as hell <laughs> yep
0: <laughs> yeah he just couldn't yeah. carry a, he couldn't carry a team then on his own like he was pat he needed s- somebody else like i think it would have been kind of interesting to see him and scotty pippen and like if he would have let scotty pippen kind of take over mm. more stuff that's the other okay so i totally did not know the jerry Krause story and it's just infathomable to me to that they would just won the championship and just it was over like they didn't try and defend the title
2: yeah I mean, Jerry Krause was made the villain, which to a degree is true and fair, but then I don't think they really blamed the owner, Jerry Reinsdorf, enough, because you're the owner. At the end of the day, you're the owner, and it's your decision. It's your team. It's your money. It's your money. You can choose to, you know, fire Krause. There's no way
0: it was a good financial decision to not do whatever Michael Jordan said he wanted. Like... He, yeah, he paid as much money as possible. Like he
1: wanted you're like making... thirty million a year or something. That that for to come back. Um, but it probably like I remember when A Rod negotiated with the Yankees. They they did the math of like, well, we're gonna you you're gonna pay him this, but the money you're gonna make from the TV revenue, and the the tickets like, that's this is just a good business deal. And I feel like if they had done the math for Jordan, which they probably did, it would have penciled out. So
0: for sure, because I mean, you know, he's going to be on every national TV as much as possible.
3: Yeah,
0: he's going to be deep into the playoffs, so you're going to get that playoff revenue. Like, think about how much merchandise and like the brand of the Bulls then was so, like, the Bulls were the coolest.
1: Like that music,
3: yeah. the intro <laughs> <No>. music. <laughs>
1: gives me chills to this, man. That I should have had that lined up. played the whole thing. I, I, I love that. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. Like that was a, he, so
0: do you guys remember Jot Jams? Of course you do. Of course. Yes. Well, that was, I think it was Jot Jams 3 or 4 had that song. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, did I listen to that a lot. <laughs> and,
1: the, and the guy's voice?
0: Yeah. Um, they, they and they would, so and they would like, and they would, like, do their signatures on the court when they were introducing the people i thought that they had the song they had like the bulls running through chicago as the i remember that the yeah. video so, montage and then as they yeah. introduced people their signatures would come on the court like be ridden on the court yeah and that was like now now every team does that yeah but it, it was that was like so cool
1: Somebody tweeted it out, the video, and they said apparently this was the peak of Western civilization. And I kind (laughs) of like, you look back, it's hard to, it's hard to like, that was just the shit. Well, and the
0: 90s, the 90s in the US were like pre.911. We didn't,
1: didn't it was just, you know, things were pretty good.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, the shot might have been the peak of America. (laughs) (laughs)
2: why has there not been a think piece on this i'm sure i'm sure there has i mean there's a whole uh, well 99 there's a lot of i feel like there's a lot of really good movies in 99 Mm -hmm. and then i think that's probably the peak and it goes downhill from there
3: yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah, because i just remember like so i had my bar mitzvah in 1999 (laughs) and that's like my mom would like spare no expense for this bar mitzvah it was science themed we had like
1: we've seen the pictures uh, yeah (laughs) it was
0: um if i like could have got a girl then like i would have like that would have been like but now like for (laughs) our wedding like we don't like the money was flowing in the 90s for that bar mitzvah now like when we got married it was like do we need these flowers? Do we not need the flowers? Like different time now.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just a simpler time for sure. I mean, uh, I, I I don't know. I just looking back it's um like like that video of, of the the int- I just the first episode when they I think it was the end when they played that like that whole yeah. intro in the entirety like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, you're yeah. pumped up. Yeah.
0: So pumped up. I was up. ready
1: to go. I mean, I also, I'll just say this. I don't have cable, and I have ESPN Plus, but it wasn't available on streaming. It wasn't available on Netflix. I had to jump through hoops to get, like, to watch this. I got my sister's Xfinity password <laughs> to, to like, and then I, I was stream because I – wanted to watch this so bad it's the first time in like a few years that I've been like oh like I kind of miss Cable um so just the fact that like the interest in him is still like so huge like it's it's crazy and now that I heard they're making uh these other last dances I forget it was Tom Brady I think might get one um
3: so yeah
1: there's gonna be a bunch of I hope they make one on Tiger Woods because that would be
2: the one I'd want to watch. Yeah, that would exactly. That's the one I think would be comparable. Yeah, Brady's yeah, just Tiger not that Woods, interesting. I think his like he's not as charismatic.
1: He's not as he's he's kind of annoying to <laughs> to listen <laughs> to. Well, Tiger, and
0: Tiger Woods I'm is charismatic. Like what came through, and like Brandon said this or Vishnu, his charisma. It's like yeah. he carries a room. Like my, Tiger Woods is not like that. Like he, Tiger Woods was the greatest golfer and like in, yeah, it kind of was right of after this, like he, his 2000 like 99 2000 when he won all four majors but he he didn't give it he wasn't like jordan in an interview like jordan jordan that i didn't Jordan's remember that
1: funny so funny and making jokes with like you know, they'd have, like, retarded kids come to the game after, and he would joke. He knew how to handle himself. And,
0: like Yeah, joke he was and, cool. Like, like, like Tiger Woods was a nerd. He was, like – and th- that kind of led to his downfall. Like, he didn't <laughs> know how to talk to women. Yeah. And he was just super famous, and he, like, fucked every woman alive.
1: <laughs> I hadn't heard that before. That makes sense. I, I hadn't actually thought about that. Yeah, like, I, he, I mean, he, he was He's, such a – He's nasally. He's just kind of like emotionless on camera. He does, He's just so focused on on winning. Well, his dad um, was like,
0: what? What was also interesting about Michael Jordan is he had like a really good family.
3: Like
1: yeah,
0: his parents were good. It seems like he had like good siblings that are all doing pretty well. And Tiger Woods was like, his dad was freaking batshit. <laughs> like forced him into golf and like you're not gonna meet women playing golf <laughs> i mean i guess you could but it, yeah just like the practice and like driving around and yeah it's a whole different
2: yeah tigerwood's dad is more like uh venus and serena's dad Jeez. like that sort of sports dad whereas jordan's dad was more like general disciplinarian but didn't actually push him into sports you know it's just something that he just got into
0: yeah and like the the aau scene wasn't i like, mean there's no there was no such thing like, yeah so it's just completely different environment than now like now michael jordan it would have been like lebron where he was they would have been televising his senior high school games
3: mm.
2: yeah yeah it's like or he'd be like Zion, like you'd see like Instagram highlights of him in high school, like jumping over people. I
0: yeah.
1: guess Michael uh, Jordan's kids don't play, right? They're not. They it, one was- His one
0: tried to. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't. Jordan Jr. tried to. He tried. And it didn't work out. He played LeBron.
1: Le- Le- LeBron's kid is very good. Yeah,
2: he's a yeah. It's a it's a wait and see with him. He's still yeah. pretty young, where nobody's really sure. Apparently, he can dunk, but nobody knows if he can actually play that well. <laughs> otherwise, yeah, I think having like your dad
0: be LeBron or Michael Jordan would be. It's like pretty impossible. Difficult.
2: Yeah, it's really tough for for those type of.
0: Like I feel like kids. you're better off being like how Kobe had girls, like. I, it would much rather it would much yeah. better be a girl that's a good point because you could kind of do your own thing like even it, she, kobe's daughter is into basketball Like you could still do basketball but it's kind of you're not going to be compared to kobe in the same way like everyone michael jordan's kid was like oh yeah that's Michael jordan's kid like he's not that good mm-hmm. <laughs> like the expectations like every time you miss a three-throw like his dad's looking at him like fucking loser.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, or yeah, it's, it's the problem is that if, if, you're the, if you're the son of such a good player, like I've Steph Curry's son of Del Curry who was But Del
0: Curry wasn't like the
2: best. Yeah, he was player. just a basketball player professional, but like, you know, nothing crazy. There's tons of guys like Clay Thompson
0: yeah, Barrett. Well, I think it can work, but I don't know. We haven't seen a superstars kid make it that I can think of. I guess,
3: um, was, I guess John no. Thompson
0: was pretty freaking superstarish. Who? Back in the day, Mike Michael. Michael, Michael Thompson. Thompson. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh. I guess so. But he I mean, wasn't. Gary on... Payton Jr. made it to the NBA. He's not very good, but. <laughs> yes, yeah, so did Glenn Rice Jr.
0: and uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Mm -hmm. like they were good
2: yeah yeah they made it which is like an achievement (laughs) of itself
1: it's crazy i mean i i just think of like how hard that is in like the comparisons and then when you get anything maybe as a kid like making a team there's got to be like people talking about you behind your back and saying yeah for sure you know you got this because of your dad and Uh, it's just got to be like super hard to like deal with that. Um, But you also have one of the greatest players ever. (laughs) You don't have to worry about money, that's for sure. (laughs) About money or like, I'm sure like, if he's a good teacher, you know, he could teach you stuff and make you better. But yeah, I wouldn't want that. That's a lot of pressure for a kid.
0: Well, good thing our parents were
2: professional athletes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you, do you guys want you guys have any thoughts about the pizza, poison pizza? Oh, oh,
0: yes, I did want to talk. Okay. I have a, l- <laughs> this is why I don't understand it, if this happened. It seems like after it came out, there's been a lot of uh, questioning of the story. But if you're Michael Jordan, you're the most famous person in the world. And you order a pizza. Like, A, you're not going to order it under your own name. That would be...
2: Right, which he didn't. Like, but it's not the story. But the story is, like, yeah. I found out it was his pizza somehow. No, no, no. They knew, because obviously you're in Salt Lake City, so everyone knows where the Bulls are staying. So that's the story. It's like They just figured out that like, it's probably a Bulls player who ordered the pizza but they never said michael michael jordan wants a pepperoni pie
0: (laughs) (laughs) but but they but they said that they came to the door and somehow they got to the door of his hotel room like all that that
2: that is strange but it was the 90s i feel like you could do that stuff in the 90s you could still do that stuff
1: yeah there's some inconsistencies with that whole story from both sides yeah they said that like Five people came to deliver the pizza.
2: Which that, is, like, I think is a lie. I
1: don't
3: think that happened. Yeah. <laughs> but but, but also, artist like, artist if he
0: got sick, artist. got poisoned, like, why were there no charges pressed? Like, you would think that would be the biggest, like, that would be the biggest scandal of all time now. Like, if someone poisoned LeBron James the night of a finals game, people would go insane. That well,
1: would- I read after that it was a pizza hut. That- yeah so i you don't know what if that's true like maybe afterwards he had some kind of meeting with them i i I gotta think he's ruthless he didn't just like let it slide i mean i'm sure he has a grudge to this day and (laughs) will try to destroy their company you know like
3: well that's not
0: saying he would have done ape shit on them like he would have he would have bought dominoes and just like destroyed them.
1: But he did win the game. So like, that's like he's won, and it was this motivation for him. And it was all these things that kept coming up. Like he needed ways to motivate himself and challenge himself. So he plays a game with a flu, scores 40 points and they win the game. So maybe he kind of like, if he had lost, maybe it would have been different, but
3: um, I I I thought
2: in the documentary, the, the insinuation because that's what they're doing they don't actually say it but they basically all insinuate that it was he was poisoned on purpose i just think that's ridiculous there's no proof of that i think it was just a bad pizza you order from (laughs) pizza hut in utah i mean you get what you ask for
1: (laughs) yeah like at 10 at night you're the last but it seems like
0: it'd be really hard to because a pizza is like cheese sauce and like Cured meats, like it's not like you're eating a salad because I got poisoned at Weinstein freshman year food poisoning the Weinstein salad bar, and uh, I never went back to that salad bar. I'll tell you that
3: that's, I haven't well, had a salad
0: easy.
1: since. If you <laughs> leave food out long enough, it's easy to get sick from it, so I'm sure that's
2: it. Could have been like in bad, inspired ingredients, yeah, know? yep. Yeah, I mean the
0: ingredients of the pizza back then. I mean they're not good now, but they had to be worse then.
1: And like, think about it. Like, they get the call that like, oh, it's Michael Jordan's pizza. Like, let's let's fuck with it. Like, what what do they have poison like on them? Like, what what, what do you yeah, but, where, yeah you don't do you like... go to 7-Eleven to buy <laughs> poison for to make some like what? nobody has that. It's just like maybe they were like they could have used the old bag of pepperoni or something or like done something to it. But um, yeah, it's, it's hard to believe. Like I agree with Vishnu that somebody tampered with the food intentionally. Like that sounds like a, like sitcom writing. Like that's not.
2: That's life. a Seinfeld like,
1: episode. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to give a shout out to to Joe house from the Bill Simmons Definitely, uh, a listener. Yes, because Definitely his, listener. <laughs> his theory to me made so much sense which is that he was smoking cigars yes uh, and he like poisoned himself because some of uh, like cigar ashes or something like got yeah, him see, that himself. that made sense
1: to
3: me uh, like i can see that that
1: made sense that's a good theory or yeah, and just eating late and eating bad food and travel you know like i can't believe
0: he ate a pizza like the night before the like that would never happen now either (laughs) like nutrition he would he'd be eating like uh some
2: sort of he'd have a personal chef you know assets or something (laughs) (laughs) okay one
0: i have one other thing i want to talk about so, anything else
2: we want to talk about the Last Dance? Well, do you think if they came back in '99, they would have won? Because I don't think they would have. That's my take. So, I think, <laughs> I think actually, I kind of I take it back. Maybe <laughs> they would have.
0: <laughs> so, so it was a shortened season. So it was a lockout, so they started in January. Like that would have been good. They would have had it six months off, basically. Yeah. of games now the games they played like 50 games in three months so it was crazy brutal. Like, yeah so that would have been probably difficult but i still think jordan finds a way to i mean the knicks got out of the east that the
2: year. the knicks barely scraped out of the east because that was the four-point play yeah johnson so yeah legend they probably beat either the knicks and or pacers uh, but the Spurs, I feel like they the Spurs were actually very good. Tim Duncan, Dave Robinson, that's, that's a really good team. The Spurs were good.
0: They hadn't been there yet, and I just don't... You put they Jordan were... in the... If Jordan makes it to the finals, he's not losing. My he
1: didn't opinion. lose the finals, right?
0: Yeah, sits yeah. Never,
1: Yeah.
0: And the crazy... Like, so in the whole 90s, he only lost that one playoff series to Orlando. That
2: that's was pretty... Right.
1: Well, no, he lost in when he was to the bowl, to the, like the Celtics, right? That
2: was the '80s, though. The '80s. Okay. I guess in '90. Oh lost. no! Yeah, he lost in '90. If you he count got... See, the did...
0: '90s as if you count '90 as part of the '90s, which I guess you would, then yeah, he did lose to the, to Detroit.
2: Okay. That's the other thing that people I didn't, they didn't really talk about. I mean, they did talk about it, but in '90 they lost because Pippen had a migraine, basically. But that's, that team could have easily beaten the Pistons and won, instead of six championships, seven championships. Yeah. Because it was the, the well, same what,
0: team. Do, do you think that he kept Isaiah Thomas off the Dream Team?
2: <laughs> no. I mean, there's a lot of... There's, even this week, they're still talking about it because nobody has anything to talk about on these sports shows. But um, I don't think... Because Isaiah's own coach was the coach, Chuck Daly. Yeah, exactly. And Chuck Daly's (laughs) like, yeah,
1: fuck Isaiah. (laughs) A lot of people didn't like him, I guess. It wasn't just Michael, so.
2: Yeah. I think he definitely said something. Because in the documentary, he's like, I didn't say anything. It's like, I think you said something. But it wasn't (sighs) just him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I thought, I've been reading, uh, like... Uh, Actually, I read the New York Post website and like there's been all this (laughs) gossip about um, like how Scottie Pippen is is enraged over how he was portrayed in the documentary. And like, I don't know, I kind of it did strike me as odd that they chose to focus on that play where he uh, he didn't want to go in the game. Um, They were going to pass the ball to I forget the guy's name. Was
2: it Coach? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's
1: like, that's like one of
0: the most famous plays though, that he didn't go I, in the I game. I didn't
1: remember it. I guess people who are, you know, watched basketball more closely remember that. I, I didn't remember it. And I was like, oh, like that's uh, like a, you know, like, like they the way they explained it, I felt was like probably all true, but like they left out a bunch of other crap from that documentary. But that, was like a one of the key points of one of the episodes. So I don't know. I don't
2: know if it's true that scotty Pippen's upset about it. But I saw that too that he was it. upset,
3: yeah. which yeah. I was
2: surprised I thought that he came off pretty well in the documentary, even if they did talk about the thing, which they should have talked about, which is that he sat, he refused to go back in the game, which is a crazy thing to do, yeah, in any in any circumstance really in the NBA, but. Then they also showed that, like, in 98, he was basically playing with a completely screwed-up back and stayed and, and, like, helped win the game. So I I thought he was... That's a good point. He was, like, pretty fairly. I thought
0: Horace Grant definitely... They they said something. I can see why he's upset. They
2: kind of skipped over. They glossed over him, for sure. Because they they don't win. Yeah.
1: They said he, like, was the reason that book came out that bashed Michael, um, that, that he fed all this stuff to the press. Yeah.
2: Um, I, so. which I, again, I don't, I do not really get, I don't think that's quite true. I think they all probably said something to yeah. that author cause it was the nineties. Like players talked to the reporters. Like it wasn't, it's not like how it is today. Yep.
3: Yep.
0: Yeah. The, the other thing, I just lost it, but it was a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> oh phil jackson okay i want to ask genius. you genius genius okay is he the greatest coach of all time or is he just like a crazy ass lunatic who says weird things that like somehow makes him the greatest coach of all time like uh like do you he, think pretty Michael much Jordan that, was gonna win the without phil jack i i think Mike Jordan wins no matter what. I think Phil was a great coach for them because he was he really like didn't need to do the X's and O's so much as like manage the just made sure the team didn't kill each other. Which he which he was a really good coach.
1: He seemed to have a good way of handling situations and knew how to handle Dennis Rodman and you know, gave him the room he needed and clearly was like Dealing with, like, uh, these mega stars and still keeping it as a team. And, like, yeah, I mean, didn't he kick Michael out of practice? Uh, yeah, when he punched Kerr like, in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I think he's, <laughs> you know, he's kind of like a Joe Tory, Like, you know, it's, it's debated. Like, people will argue that, well, the team is – you know, Michael Jordan was going to win no matter what, but it still takes like, you couldn't just have like um, some crappy managers or or coach. Like if there's a, if that's a weak point on your team, like there's going to be a problem. So like Phil Jackson, I think he had this like very like calming presence, um, but was also very intimidating, which was cool. And I love that the, the, that small part where Jerry Seinfeld is in the locker room and they're joking around and then they don't show it, but Bill Jackson walks in and everybody's expression changed. And Jerry's like, all right, well, I guess I'll see you later. Like basically kicked him out of the locker room, which was like, just, just cool. Um, So I think he is one of the greatest coaches of all time.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. Because the fact that he kept the team together for eight years, even the two years Mike Jordan wasn't there, like, it just shows you now how hard it is to do that. Like, the yeah. Warriors were together for five years. Not even with, like, Durant was there for two years, three years? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think he's probably the greatest coach of all time because... um. I think Jordan wins titles without him. I don't know if Jordan goes 6-0 and without Phil Jackson. I feel like maybe one of those titles slips away if he doesn't have Phil. Especially because Phil was the guy who was basically managing Rodman. Like, I don't know another coach who could manage Rodman mm-hmm. the way he did and get three championships out of him. Yep. And then Phil went and won all the titles with the Lakers, so like he yeah. obviously proved he's like he's just a winner. Yeah,
0: but he was also smart because he went. They had Kobe
2: and Shaq. Right, they had Kobe and Shaq, but they never won. Like Kobe never won without Phil. That, like. Yeah. Shaq never won with the Lakers without Phil. Uh, so I think that does say something. Yeah. About his. Good point. Yeah. The only thing that feels bad at is being the fucking president of the Knicks. <laughs>
0: okay, speaking of that, we were the other big basketball thing where we were all in New York together was Linsanity.
1: Oh,
3: yeah.
1: Linen and, tonics.
3: <laughs> Linen <I> think, tonics.
1: <laughs> and, and that
0: was in Whiskey. 2011?
1: 2010? Yeah. 10, 11. Yeah.
0: So, I think we should tell people what it was like to live in New York during the two-week stretch because it was pretty freaking <laughs> <Two> crazy. <weeks>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it was. I mean, I don't. Rem- I actually don't remember a lot about it. I remember how that blew up so quickly. I remember being at our favorite bar, Whiskey Rebel. Yes. Watching games and just like, you know, I'm not even a Knicks fan, but it was like so cool. To watch him come in and do what he did, um, and then it was it was it was very quick. But it was cool. Yeah, I
0: just remember like, you know, we had a lot of Asian friends, and it was like a very big, like even the girls were like into Linsanity. And you would mm-hmm. walk down the street, and like you'd look in, and everyone's apartment was watching the Knicks game. It's like everybody yeah. was watching it.
3: Yeah. And you just, uh...
0: Yeah, remember, oh, I Donald remember
2: Andrew's really answers. Into it. Um, my memory is well, yeah. My memory is watching the games and like, which were crazy. Like he would hit like last second shots to win games, which is insane. And then that was sort of when Twitter was starting to blow up. And I remember being on Twitter and seeing like people lose their minds in in real time, watching, watching him play yeah
0: yeah he beat yep. kobe yeah. he like went one-on-one with kobe and it was like it was kind of like a, a random person on the streets of new york just went in and like became a superstar it was a movie I'm surprised they haven't done a movie on it yet
3: yeah and
2: yeah, it, was, it, was, like, like it that, was like appointment viewing it was like oh Knicks are you had to watch it yeah because <laughs> you you wanted yeah, to know like, when it was gonna you. end
0: and it just kept going yeah.
1: It was kind of like, it was like that movie where Whoopi Goldberg coaches the Knicks. Yes. The contest. Yes. That movie's called, it's called Eddie. So yeah, so they filmed that
0: in Charlotte. So they, (laughs) so we were like an extra in that. Like you could go and just like sit in the stands. Really? Yeah. There's like a big scene when they play the, the Hornets were like the good team. So that's (laughs) when, like, that's when it became not
2: realistic.
3: (laughs)
0: Because Larry Johnson is like a big... Thing in that
2: and it's like c larry johnson <sighs> uh do you want to quickly talk about the hornets in the documentary bj armstrong for me personally i completely was unaware that bj armstrong even played as a hornets, hornets, hornets
0: fan i do not have any regulation of bj armstrong and uh, those <laughs> those hornets scenes were good because it was glenn rice anthony mason glenn rice was fucking good glenn rice is the best Hornet of all time when people like people now say Kemba was like the best player we ever had like Kemba fucking sucked he know ne- <laughs> we, we never won a playoff series with him so like mm. he didn't suck but he's not like I would take Baron Davis over Kemba Walker oh yeah okay? for sure and but Glenn Rice was the best Hornets player as far as talent like Alonzo Mourning and mm. Larry Johnson back in the day were pretty good too but those teams were good. Just the fact, like... It be, also, people say, like, Michael Jordan didn't beat any good teams. Like, he did. Like, that was a good Hornets team that they beat 4-1. And then they beat Indiana. Like, there were
2: good teams in the East then that he had to go through. Yeah. And the Magic, which is the team that he lost to, the next year he swept he them. Was he was Like He destroyed that was them. Good. Like, he <laughs> was, like, the young Shaq years,
0: like, he was fucking dominant. I'm dropping that.
1: what
0: Yeah, like if you look yeah. at Shaq, he was so skinny but so big. Yeah. he he was really good. And Penny, like him and Penny Hardaway, like little Penny. How could we forget little Penny? <laughs> Great marketing there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I yeah. remember his his sneakers, and he he was yeah super. He like was I like so, he was like right under Jordan yep. to me
2: like yeah he definitely just, had, he had the cool like, factor the cool,
1: that's what i was just gonna say the name like penny hardaway like the marketing around him was like just very cool
0: yeah it's little penny and that was chris uh, rock, right? didn't chris rock do little penny i'm pretty sure he did yeah
2: yeah
1: or jimmy fallon <laughs> sorry um, <laughs> poor bastard um <laughs>
0: Hold on while you're doing this. I think it is. You probably didn't know about the iconic little penny.
1: But that that was a commercial, the Nike commercial. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot all about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was Chris Rock.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I did just watch. This is off topic a little, but uh, I just watched Uncut Gems, which was cool to see Kevin Garnett. He's a pretty good actor. Um, He's got like a pretty important part of the movie. I don't know if you guys saw it, but... Uh,
0: Saw
2: it. Great movie. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: haven't seen it yet.
2: There's a lot of um, Jewish people in it. Yeah, a lot of your people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's why I've been avoiding it. (laughs) (laughs)
2: all right well this was fun
0: yeah this was real fun we should do it again (laughs) that's quarantine
2: we could uh yeah well whenever basketball comes back or any any sports really yeah i guess (laughs) is there any
0: okay so brandon and i last time we told all of our stories i oh there's one story that i want to tell about this (laughs) so we go to this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he just he had just bought a trench coat oh
2: yeah. this is my birth. this is our birthday we had a joint birthday yeah. party yeah,
0: your birthdays are like five days apart so yeah. right. we go to yeah. this we go on the lower east side I don't remember what it was called
2: it was the Delancey
0: the Delancy. Okay. <laughs> we go to the Delancy. we're in like we walk in <laughs> I'm a little drunk all of a sudden I just like See people streaming Vishnu. Okay, well okay, well this is yeah, not like Let me tell him my story in. and then you can tell <laughs> us. We're in there for a little bit. I, like I look over Vishnu's covered in blood on his new trench coat getting escorted out. Our other friend who I can't remember his name, but he was kind of a douchebag, like is bleeding profusely. <laughs> and then like I walk out with Vishnu, I'm like what happened, and he just starts laughing. He's like laughing. He won't speak. And then you stayed over at our house that night. We couldn't go back into the Delancey. You got kicked out. Yep. And then the next day, I'm like, "What happened?" And you didn't remember. But you're looking. You just look at your like knuckles, and you're like,
3: I "Did I punch that.
0: him in the face? Did I not punch him in the face?" <laughs> I just remember it was all over your new trench coat that you bought. That you were like, "I'm gonna return the next day." <laughs>
2: Yeah, so I threw out that trench coat. <laughs> this is a great trench coat, but I threw it out because I never washed it. Um, my recollection is I actually don't remember a lot of it. But what happened was, because I pieced it together, uh, it was a joint birthday party, me and Brandon. We were there for a while at the Delancey, mm. and it was like later in the night, probably two or three. And that's what I don't remember. And then I remember there was a fight and I sort of like got in the middle of it or tried to break it up. I did not punch anyone. Because Vishnu's not a fighter. So this was very surprising. I was trying to break the up. whatever I got kicked out. Yeah. And then I was cursing out the, the bouncer and like all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was probably, again, I don't remember this, but, <laughs> and then you uh, took me back to your place and I was laughing apparently. Um, the next morning, <laughs> i get a message on facebook from a girl that we went to school with who's thanking me she's thanking me for saving her friend's life or something like that and i was like what are you talking about and she's like oh you broke a fight like teddy was getting gonna get beat up teddy that's who it was teddy
0: Teddy. And and he had these huge like glasses like brandon's wearing yeah. And so Teddy had, had gotten punched it. in the
2: face. He got punched in the face. Yeah. There was blood everywhere, and then that's when I broke up the fight, and then I got kicked out. That's what happened. Well,
1: I remember the next morning, you were like a, you were like a hero. I remember. I don't remember a lot of that night, but I remember you looking at your fists, like it was very cinematic. <laughs> yeah, in I was like, away. I was like, like, like did you One like like like, like, superpower. <laughs> <laughs> Good times! Wow, the Delancey. Yeah, haven't thought about that place in a while. I doubt that's still there.
2: Well, so I'm uh, I'm definitely scared to go. I'm worried about New York when it opens up again because I feel like a lot yeah. of these places are just not going to open up again. Because um, I've been I've been hearing things from friends and places that are closing and not going to open up again. It's, I don't know. It's
1: happening here.
2: It's, yeah, for sure. Well, the
0: rents the rents so high, and if people are making them like pay the high rent they're not going to If they if uh, they
1: couldn't get one of those PPP loans yeah there's no way so Anyway, just
0: on that. note That's, that's a great <laughs> note. Right, <laughs>
1: that's my note uh
2: another down note. So happy to contribute to the podcast. Uh, we should do this again. I hear there's a new yeah. documentary. I don't know when it's coming out, but there's going to be a documentary coming out about the Portland Trailblazers, the Jail oh. Blazers. Oh. And then I think there's also another one with about the Warriors with Stephen Jackson.
0: That yes, see that was with Baron Davis, Stephen Jackson, Matt Barnes. Hmm. That was
2: yeah.
1: I think those are there's going to be a lot of lot more of these coming out i because this one was just so huge and i gotta think they probably cost not a lot to make some of them um yeah because, you probably yeah. had to pay Michael jordan um you just videotape i mean it's uh, this Archival one was cool footage yeah yeah they just had all this footage that they were sitting on for years so yeah i think they're probably gonna have um, some other ones coming out but this one was so cool because it was like there's nothing else to compete with. So when the other ones come out, like there'll be sports again. So it won't. I don't think it'll be like, like yeah. unless the Tiger Woods one or whatever they make another one that's good. There but they have to get Tiger like Woods.
0: Like the cool thing about this was Michael Jordan was candid It was just like he, he didn't sugarcoat anything.
1: He's candid and he's an entertainer. The guy's like actually so funny. Like yeah, he just knows how to handle himself. Like the you faces
0: know? he made watching those videos, like the yeah. Isaiah Thomas, he saw him talking. He's like, "Bullshit." Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: yeah he, he shows a lot of emotion on camera. Like, and I mean, of course, like there's the crying meme, but he's just very, like, good on camera in interviews. So it all it all helped. But...
0: All right, final words. Uh, what's the best thing you ate this week? That's a that's a Sky and Pancake
1: segment. This is a food Uh, Well I might have gotten food poisoning this week Um, (laughs) Was it from a pizza hut? (laughs) It wasn't a good week Um, No it was uh, I won't name names Uh, uh, This Vietnamese noodles place Which is actually one of my favorites I get these like garlic noodles But I don't know I think Because I've been cooking a lot of my own food And like I don't eat out ever But um, besides that I did have Shake Shack on Sunday or Monday, there's one in Long Beach. Um, so that's been probably I've had it a few times since it opened, and it's so good. A Still treat. my favorite.
2: Yeah. Um, I have no outside food to share with you guys. I haven't. has
0: been making food. Like I've been making a, a lot of food.
2: He's actually that's an good. Instagram food celebrity. You should follow his. Uh, So So I've saved it as story, as highlights on my Instagram stories. Okay. If you guys want to check it out. All right. Um, I do have another one that I'm going to post soon, which is I made sambar, which is a traditional South Indian sort of uh, vegetable stew or sauce, I guess you could call it. That came out actually pretty good, even though it's not the easiest thing to make. But so I'll post that soon. So that's probably the best thing I ate this week. That's beautiful. Okay, so you tell us where the can... too? Yeah, I post like the step by step sort of. Oh, okay. As I as I make it, I'm like, tape. I'm just recording myself, as right. best as I can. Really cool. So,
0: Brandon, are the com- are the comedy shops opening back up? Comedy shops. Uh... <laughs> I, they, okay, I let, I've turned into my dad. I've officially turned into my dad. Like this week, I'm just like yeah,
1: Kyrie. This is your second uh, Kyrie. Kyrie Jenner. Jenner comedy shops. You know yeah. what I mean. Like your your mom made me do a comedy do a do a comedy skit for us at your wedding. <laughs> I almost crap myself. Um, your mom will always scare me, and I mean that in the most loving way. Um, she
0: scares yvonne's Still terrified. Of her. Shout out to Terry.
1: Charlotte Terry, She's the best. Um, there, no comedy. There's one guy who's running in a legal open mic in Long Beach um, who's uh, protesting the state-at- order. Um, but other than that, nothing's happening. I heard though, around the country, people are starting to do spots at, in Texas and Salt Lake City. things are opening. Um, i don't I don't think i, I I'm not in a hurry. I, I If I got it at an open mic, um I'd, I'd be angry at myself <laughs> it's not worth it I, you know so
0: you had a linen tonic and got covid
1: if i got yeah it would just be i would just be really annoyed with myself so i i honestly um been trying to just get into other hobbies this year i've been reading and like i've been cooking myself uh i got like a grill and When surfing, I'm just trying to do other stuff to to stay busy because I don't don't think think you're having a quarter life crisis. Oh, already I had I had that and fled the country, and now this is a third life crisis. I'm doing well. I'm good. I'm actually. I don't know about you guys, but like feel good uh, as far as like rested and like my you know the fact that I cook more of my food is a big change. So. In a weird way, it's been good. It's like it's been healthy for me, a healthy period we were, of my life.
0: For me, I was too busy, like, we were doing too yeah. much, and it's really yeah. forced you, like, you can't really do that much, and it's forced you to like, enjoy
2: life a little bit. Yep, it's been good in that way. Yeah. I'm drinking a lot less. I yep. basically don't <laughs> drink, <laughs> apart from the occasional Zoom call here and there, but uh, <laughs> otherwise. I, I'm in a pretty good place, I, I would say, yeah. cooking more. Yeah, the oh. cooking is – is it, that's huge. Like, to
1: have time to do that and learn how to make something new. So, that's cool that you're doing that. All right. Tell, so, tell us
0: your Instagram handles, if you want, before we go, or we can follow you, too.
1: I'm at Kafori with two O's, K-F-O-O-U-R-Y.
2: <laughs> And uh, I'm at Vichy F. Vishy F. Baby. V I S H uh, Y F. Baby. Yep. What does the F stand for? It's a play on uh, Wheezy F. Baby, which is what Lil Wayne calls himself, or used to call himself. I don't know what he calls himself now, but for a while he calls himself Wheezy F. Baby. So that's why I made that many years ago.
0: <laughs> and And Vishnu. Is the reason I got Instagram and how I got scallion pancake. We were on the high line and you're like, check out this new app. You can like take <laughs> pictures and do filters. And I was like, Why would anyone want to do that? But I but I doubt I think you
2: would have gotten it eventually if even if without yeah. me.
0: Oh for sure. <laughs> but you, but it's because up, I got up, it. Up your alley. I got scallion pancake. Like I wouldn't if I probably would have waited longer, scallion pancake would have been taken.
2: That's actually very true.
3: Yeah.
0: So, blessing. All right. (laughs) This has been long enough.